personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. Happy Sunday. This is the Liebcast. It's Andrew Lieb, Lauren Lieb, and our Chazaka, Mordechai Yankovic. Right, Morty? How I you thought, doing? I, 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 thought, I thought we were done with that. Morty, I'm never done with you being elevated, elated, par- uh, blessed, powerful. Like, that's what we know. The Chazaka is a powerful player. And what, Lauren? Lauren shaking her head. No, you should speak. People, what, what you don't understand, Lauren... Is this? But we're not. Wait, we're not simulcast yet. No, seriously, we don't have video recording going on. And if you all, I was just thinking you did it last week. I didn't do it. That's his title. It's like you saying that you're no longer a doctor. He's a chazaka, and he's powerful. So it's the way it goes. But what you don't get, Lauren, I want to go back to this: is that your faces are priceless. Like if people could see what you got to express. Rolling eyes. It was more than rolling eyes. Yeah, chazaka, you got to powerfully protect me. But Morty. I know we have a whole script plan for everyone today, and I want to talk about things like there's a new tip rules under the Fair Labor Standards Act. Tips for people that work in restaurants and catering halls. There's new tip rules, and this was a major issue about what to do with people that get tips in the job a few years back and created lots of lawsuits. There's also stuff going on in New York City, which you and I have talked about spreading throughout the state and maybe the country about protections for fast food workers. But more importantly, I was getting my Indian food for lunch. It was delicious, delicious clay oven, Lauren. This place makes a Bombay bowl that to die for. Like I had, oh, so good. I I could eat this every day for the rest of my life. And a friend of mine, Facebook messengered me some legal questions, which always annoys me. I, I don't know why. Something about when you text or Facebook, it's like devaluing the legal service. I feel like you should email your lawyer or call your lawyer. Uh, text is better than a Facebook messenger, but I really like this gal. I think what she's saying is I want free advice. And if I send it over Facebook or a text, then it's going to be free. Well, I was happy. Then you're, answer- then, you're a- then you're answering as a friend as opposed to uh, yes. an attorney. Well, for all my friends out there, just so you know, an attorney ethically is always an attorney and never a friend. I mean, no disrespect, but that's kind of the rule. And I wasn't going to charge her anyway for this question. I'm fine with the the context, but it's really weird over Facebook Messenger because I get so much spam on Facebook Messenger. I always feel guilty that I didn't respond to people because LinkedIn, by the way, is the home of the spam. What is the story with, I I probably get solicited to market my insurance brokerage services three times a month. I don't have an insurance broker. Anyway, Morty. So this girl asked me this legal question and I gave her advice. And I'm thinking it over in my head. I want to make sure I was right. And since you're an employment lawyer, I thought I would ask you on the air, kind of like she Facebook messengered me to get her free advice. I'm going to ask him while we're on the live on the air. So you don't have your own choice. He's so, you, so, so, you can, so you can get free advice. You got it. You understand. In turn, we're going. In. Yeah, I got so, it. Anyway, she, she smokes the ganj. I don't know if you know about this stuff, the the stickity yickety, you know, the green the green stuff. Uh, she's a she. Okay. Well, she doesn't smoke it actually, because she has a New York State medical marijuana prescription, and she gets medical marijuana. Okay, it could be an oil. Well, I actually, it doesn't I actually, have to be so. Well, I actually think it, it has to be an oil, or I think it has to be a pill or something, because I don't think, and maybe you know more, but I don't think the medical marijuana is allowed to be smoked in New York. 
Oh, I think that uh, I'd like for anybody who knows the answer to this to go to the Liebcast on social media and let us know. Yeah, let us know how to get that THC. So back to the question. Here's what I want to know. This is what she wanted to know. And I t- I'll tell you what I told her after you give the answer. I just want to see if I can hear what okay. you say and say I said that anyway so I sound smart. So she's applying for a job and she wanted to know if they do drug tests at this job, Morty. You know, a lot of places they make you do the piss test. And um, I was watching Entourage the other day. I'm going through my HBO Max and going series by series. And um, they were doing a fake piss test and someone was carrying a glass of piss to pass the piss test because you got to get someone else's piss when you do drugs. Anyway, so she does the medical marijuana. She has a legitimate medical condition. And she's going to apply for this job. And she said to me, should I get some serum or something or someone else's piss? And I said, definitely don't do that. That's that's fraudulent. Did she use piss? No. But Did I, she say no, pee, I, urination? I think she used urine, to tell you the truth. But I, I think of it like if you're – like I don't think that if you're going to get <laughs> someone else's um, – excretion you should be calling it urine like i think you lose the legitimacy of calling it urine once you start faking your sample everybody knows if you ask andrew about your urine it's going to be just piss yeah like if you want to use my piss to go pass a a drug test you need to call it piss if you call it urine we're not talking and anyway so back to the thc she was doing the stickity yickety and she um wants to get this job and she wanted to know because it's medical marijuana if they could deny her the job, because she takes it, because she has it for a medical condition, and, and it she, is legal, and it's in legal New York. in New York, not federally, and she's disabled. And she said, "What should I do, Lieb?" And I said, "What should I say, Morty?" <laughs> what's her what What's her disability? I didn't get into the actual nature of it because I know under the American with Disabilities Act and the New York State Human Rights Law that all you need is a medically a medical professional, whether it be a doctor, DO, uh, MD, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a social worker, as long as you have a medical provider that says you are in need of this to complete your activities of daily living, et cetera, et cetera. The actual act of inquiring into the underlying condition could in of itself be discriminatory. So I felt no, since I'm, the I'm employer just, has I'm just, that, I'm just asking you in terms of the analysis. Oh, so you want color context? You want color context? Yeah. Should we ask her? I, I didn't ask her, but I, I don't feel like no, it's, okay. it's good to ask her on the air, Lauren, because this was a confidential Facebook messenger. Um, because even though we were doing is So this is what's interesting. They do it through Facebook Messenger because they're asking their friend, <laughs> but, but they're not. still asking for attorney-client privilege while they're asking for their friend. I promise you. <laughs> like when, when you, whenever they ask you this stuff. So, so you're I don't, not going to tag her and say what the answer is? The truth, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want anyone to know who she is and the more information I give. And so everyone knows. We've been letting you more and more into the writer's room here. And we are want to be as transparent as transparent can be. Like, I wear my life on my sleeve. You can know anything you want to know about me. I'm, I'm not hiding. Like, if you hate me, I hate you too. It's all good. But, Will you take a drug test? Uh, sure. But when it, comes to, <laughs> when it comes to our clients at my law firm, we're ethically prohibited from disclosing anything about them whatsoever that would let you know who they are. So when I say things about clients in my law firm or for anyone else in my law firm who's their clients, you know, their clients, my other colleagues, the other lawyers, I always change characteristics about the people and combine multiple cases so no one could ever know who it is because I, I'm very, 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 very 
interested in preserving my ethical obligations, which is called the rules of professional conduct. I actually teach a lot of continuing legal education on attorney's ethics, and I like to be above board. So Morty, I actually didn't come up with a secondary fake story to give you before you asked me the question. You got me on the spot. So I don't know what her condition is, but let's presuppose that she's agreed with me. This is what I think you need to know, that she doesn't need to take the medical marijuana during work hours. Okay, but you're saying, but your question was, what does she do when they ask her to take the drug test? Well, my question is, what does she do when they ask her to take the drug test is part A, and part B is assuming she takes the drug test and assuming she fails and assuming she fails because of the medical marijuana, which is in her urine, piss, as we called it before. After hours. Right. Well, it stays in your blood. Can they deny her the job because of that? And is that actionable discrimination because she has a noted disability? Is it your question? Are you asking me about the nature of her underlying condition to know if it's a disability under the American with Disabilities Act or the right. New York so, State Human Rights Law? Is that what you're right. saying? So what I so correct. But what I, so what I what I would say is assuming that she qualifies as disabled. As you know, they you can't be um, denied a job because of your disability, um, if you can perform that job with or without what we've discussed before is known as a reasonable accommodation. Um, so she could either, you know, inform them prior to taking the drug test as to, you know, that she takes this medical marijuana for, and she doesn't have to disclose the actual condition, just get a, a note that she's taking it for a, a condition. And then, you know, if it shows up in the, uh, in the drug test, well, you know, she has that uh, doctor's note to support it, or she can take the drug test and do it after the fact. Interestingly enough, though, if she does it before the fact, she's almost guaranteeing herself the job because by doing that, she's putting them on notice that she knows her rights and it's creating a risk assessment and them not giving her the job while legally not requiring them to give the job. Any good in-house lawyer would say if she's good enough, unless you have a real reason not to take her, you better take that one so she don't sue you. All right. It's an interesting circle, but I want to not minimize, I can't even speak, the part you said at the beginning, which was interesting, and I didn't even think about this, is that there's different definitions of disability in the county, in the state, if it's in the city, in the federal government, and you're just pointing out that just because you feel disabled doesn't make you disabled. You have to go to the actual definitions. We actually are dealing with a case, Morty and I, where we're defending it, and we were just discussing yesterday that... I wonder if this person's actually really disabled under the law they're suing under. So you make a very good point, and I'm going to actually note that to her via email, not Facebook Messenger, when we get done with this, because I said everything you said except for checking the disability. I didn't inquire. So interesting. Very interesting, Morty. So I appreciate you you letting me put you on the spot. Now to the point that I really want to go on to, though. There's this thing called the Fair Labor Standards Act, Okay. And this thing called the Fair Labor Standards Act is about paying people the minimum wage you got to do, the amount of overtime you got to do. We talked about this last week. And there's a new final rule, new final rule that's from December 22nd that goes into tips. And I think this is a very important change because, you know, who gets tips, Lauren? Food workers. Yeah, your servers, your the people who's do you know who's, your water up. Do you know who's not serving in the middle of a pandemic? Wow. Well, 
those so, people. Yeah, no, it's like a big problem. So these people and these businesses are the ones that are hurting. You actually said to me you went to a pediatrician for our kids the other day, and you were talking to the pediatrician, Lauren, and they were, you and them were talking about how you order out all the time. Oh, to keep the small businesses afloat. To keep the restaurants afloat. Yeah. But I don't think you're helping the servers. No, but I do tip the driver. So I'm wondering if they share the tip of the driver with the people at the restaurant. Funny you ask about the sharing the tip with the driver and the people in the restaurant. Morty, tell us what this new rule is about sharing because sharing is caring. That's what the Care Bears told us. So let's, let's, let's just back up a little bit so the audience understands what the tip laws were prior to the uh, to this new DOL reg. I like that so, word audience more. I'm, I'm envisioning like everyone sitting at a Broadway show clapping for me. They're going, <laughs> Lauren prior, and I. Prior to, the pan- prior to the pandemic. Lauren and I once saw Kansas, um, the band, in West Hampton Beach. And it's a rock band. Uh, you, you probably know Kansas. And everyone sat, you know, like when you clap not on your other hand, but on your wrist, like your elegant English person like from. The opera. Yeah, in the opera. Everyone did that after Kansas, the rock band, finished. And they go, we'd like to let you all know that this is the most polite concert we've ever been to in our life. And we've been touring for like 40 years. Anyway, so that's what I'm envisioning our audience is doing. So, Morty, applause for Morty. All right. Now, tell us what tell us what's going on, Morty. So, so the, um, the, the DOL regs prior to this, um, under the Fair Labor Standards Act, said that you can only food service workers, um, whether they're um, directly or indirect, what's indirectly tipped, can take part in a tip pool. Meaning, the at the end of the night, the um, the money is distributed among all the people that are eligible. Um, to be in the uh, in the tip pool, so that would include you know waiters who might be directly getting the tips, a host who's not directly getting the tips, but you know they're involved in, in serving the customers, the barbacks, the uh, the uh, the busboys. But what it doesn't include is what's known as the back of the house or the you delivery know, line cook, the delivery or driver. Delivery, correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Or a delivery driver or a line cook. You know, there's a guy in the back or a girl in the back, you know, in a hundred uh, degree heat slaving away and getting minimum wage while a, uh, a waiter is in a, in a fancy restaurant could be making, you know, hundreds of dollars a, uh, a night. Morty, can I ask you a um, question? So, I just yeah, want just to complete aside. It has very little to do with this, but you know, I see squirrel and I go, oh. And so here's my here's my question. Because I don't go you said fancy restaurant, but I'm a diner guy. Like the biggest complaint I have about the pandemic besides families having loved ones sick and dying and which is terrible is that I can't go to the diner. Like I love you could. I can't. I'm not going can. in that. But what what's with the qualification for a diner waitress to call me honey? Why is it that they all call me honey? Like nowhere else in my life, like I must get called honey. I like I don't even get called honey by my mom or my wife. Like the diner waitress loves to call me honey. Is that part of the job? Yeah, it's, fun. it's it's funny. It's funny you say that. So when I uh, do the drive-through at the uh, the local uh, Dunkin' Donuts here to get coffee, the woman always calls me sweetie. <laughs> oh, maybe and, that's the difference between Duncan and the diner. Different job description. And, and she can't even, she, I don't even, can she, I can't even see her. And she's just calling me sweetie. 
Well, maybe it's in your voice, but I want to back up before you go forward because yeah, you used ahead. the letters DOL, and I just I want to make sure that it makes sense because I speak your language, but I don't think everyone Department else does. Of Labor. Department of Labor. That was good, Lord. Oh, so he said DOL regulations, and what you were saying is that there's this statute, the Fair Labor Standards Act, which was passed by Congress. And then it's very ambiguous. And then what happens is that the Department of Labor has the ability to issue regulations, which says how they're going to enforce this law. And what you were explaining is there was a prior rule about this, and you were saying that, hey, listen, only people in the actual service could share the tips, not the people that are sweating in the back, not the drivers. Right, the dishwashers, the line cooks, the, the, the delivery workers, correct. And now there's a new rule. So what's this new rule? Because I think this is important during the pandemic because Lauren and our pediatrician are trying to keep the business afloat, the, the restaurants afloat, the small business, the local restaurants. We like the restaurants around our community. But I pointed out to Lauren under the old law. If we tip the driver, it's not tipping the waitstaff, which means that, hey, we're going to get waitresses, waiters. I'm not going to be a honey anymore. This is a problem for me. You might not even be a sweetie. So tell me. A bra. 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 All right, bra. What's up? So, 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 so the, the new rule is that those that are not part of the food service can participate. I think Morty just disappeared in the middle of that sentence. It was like, they can. Oh. They can all. Oh, you know what it must have been? Like, oops, I dropped my phone. Oops, I did it again. Anyway, so here's what here's what I think he's really doing. He ran across the street and he said, call me sweetie one more time to the girl over at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> what he was going to tell you, I think, this is what I think he was going to say, is that, you know, tip pools now can include all of these people. And you know what else? The key, the key, this is the part, Lauren. Okay. Do you know why the laws were originally passed? To help out the other people? Nope. It was because the employers were pooling themselves in the pool, in the old laws. And the employers were saying, yeah, the managers, the supervisors, the owners, they were going, 10 tips for me, one tip for you. 10 tips for me, one tip for you. And if you remember, I told you this was a major issue. This was a lawsuit. This was a thing. This was a problem. And they, uh, before, why? Because they passed this pass reg, not the new one. And they said- Stop stealing the wages. Stop stealing the wages. That's what they said. And you know what? There was major class actions against catering halls all over New York State. Wow. All over the country. Over restaurants. Why? Because the owners, again, when I say catering hall, you say, wow. But think about when you have like a a wedding, a sweet 16, a bar mitzvah. What's the one that the Spanish girls do? I like that one. Quinciela? Oh, what, what TV show did we learn all about that? That was good. Jane the Virgin. Oh, yeah, I never got invited to one of these. Can you invite me? It looks really fun. So anyway, so these these things, you know, it's a major tip. They give like a very, very big tip at a catering hall. Uh, it's a significant portion of money. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is that you had the maitre d' who's manager. Mm-hmm. And he was keeping it. <laughs> he wasn't giving it to anyone. Or he was sharing it with owner. And they weren't. So they wanted to put a kibosh on that. And so what happened is that they made a regulation. And they said, you can't do that. That was a few years back. And this is where the lawsuits came about. And there was lots of lawsuits. But what they realized is that they made the regulation too far. What does that mean? What does that mean? They 
made it so you couldn't share with the driver, the delivery driver, and the back-end worker too. So what this now is is saying, we're going to clarify. You still can't have the manager get any money. You still can't have the supervisor. You can't have the owner. But you, you know what you can do? You can share with all the different workers. And I think that's I really important. I choose that. I wonder if they have like a system. I mean, I guess the high-end restaurants or the franchise restaurants have a system where you type in who touched each like bill, like which person in the in the staff worked on that group? Well, I would sure hope they have a system, Lauren, because if they don't have a system, the staff is going to allege in a class action that they're not <laughs> doing it. And as we always tell you, under the Fair Labor Standards Act, there's a duty on the employer. In fact, in this new law, in this new regulation, there's a new record-keeping requirement to show that the employer didn't take the tip credit. But more importantly, more importantly than this conversation, I get in arguments with you all the time. Why, why do we get in arguments with, with like, me? No, the listeners, oh. or the people, my, my friends out there. And they call me. They do. They email me. They text me. One of, one of the people, one of my friends. Facebook messenger you? Oh, they do. I don't do the LinkedIn. But they say to me, they, they get very mad about laws. They say the Democrats, they call them the Dems, and the, the conservatives, the Trumpers, they, they, they get very upset. And I was having a fright with my friend the other day, and he was saying about Cuomo's restrictions and how they make no sense. And here's what I always say to everyone. Nothing makes sense the first time around. And it makes slightly more sense the next time, but still doesn't make sense. Do you remember Windows like 95, when it, like, it became like a thing. Oh, not like your actual house windows. No, <laughs> the computer program. Imagine. Microsoft Windows. That's the one, MS Windows. And imagine you went tomorrow. I want everyone to try this for me if you are frustrated with government. And go use your Windows 95. And you will see it's the worst program you ever saw in your life. Well, it would probably go through like 80,000 updates. Well, what is an update? Update to iteration. Iteration is a change. So what are we showing you with this Fair Labor Standards Act thing? We're showing you that they're updating it. You see, when they pass a law, whether it's a statute or a regulation, statutes are from the Congress, regulations are from the executive branch, it's not about getting perfection. One of the things that people don't understand that are in big business, Lauren and I have this problem all the time with big business, is you got to get every protocol, every check, everything right. Just remember, Lieb told you this, a bad job done today is better than a good job done tomorrow. Get it done, get it done, get it done. If you're in business, you got to get it done. Stop making excuses and in action. Just like the Department of Labor, as Lauren told us, the DOL. DOL. Well, just like they were able to update the standard and make it make more sense. You and your business can make more sense. You can continue with increased iterations. So let's stop getting mad. I ha this is what I was saying to my friend. I was, I was having a whole conversation about he's a, he's a big Trump supporter. And as I think you know, I'm an independent and I hate everyone. And so here's the thing. I love everybody. I love everyone too, but it just depends on which hat I'm wearing. But so he's a huge, like if Trump pees on his face, he'll say, Look at my new beautiful glow. So my friend, who's this big Trump supporter, and you might be a big Trump supporter too, he was a big Trump supporter, he was criticizing Cuomo. He was saying Cuomo's restrictions are ridiculous when he closed this and not this and this and this. And I said, let's stop making it political. Why don't you try that? You know, they're going to have a new inauguration in three days, like new president in three days. So even if you're a Trump supporter, this might be your time to say, let's stop making it political since there's going to be Biden now. The Biden people, I hope you listen to me too. 
Let's stop making it political and let's instead focus on the parts of all laws that are flawed and say, please change them. Because as we tell you, there's a moment for public comment when there's new laws being issued. There's ways to lobby, to talk to your legislator. You need to have your voice heard. And no one listens to you when you say, it's because you're stupid Cuomo, you're a dem. They listen to you when you say, this is really good, but can you make this slight adjustment? And what you get when you do that is this new tip regulation under the Fair Labor Standards Act by Trump's DOL. We're going to go find Morty. We'll be right back. This is the Liebcast. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com. 